Mike check one two one two. Mike check one two one two. We back, back for another episode. Yes, indeed, it's a taste to consider podcast. I'm your host, Dirk Silver, and we back, back for another episode. Yes, indeed. Let's let's just get to it. I know. You know I like to start every episode off with a song. So, let me do that. Taste to Consider Podcast. Let's go. Yes, indeed. <laughs> it's a Taste to Consider Podcast. I know I left you hanging for a week. So I've been told... I definitely hear it when I leave y'all hanging for a week. Shout out to all of the new listeners, all of the new sus- subscribers on YouTube. I appreciate y'all. I appreciate all the love I've been getting for the podcast, all the love I've been getting for myself, the platform, all of that. I appreciate it. We about to get into this song. It's off the new Aaron Ray album. Of course, YouTube, you're not getting this, but let's go. You know, like, you know. I don't know. I just don't know. Once again, it's a taste to consider podcast. Say stick and sit a podcast. Let's go. Welcome to the camp. Late night, late night. Cards were far too long to feel alone. It ain't right. It ain't right. Oh, how far we've come. It's too late to I don't even believe in superstitions Make me feel 
Taste to consider podcast. Yes, indeed. We are back for another episode. Ah, man. I swear, when I take a week off, it be feeling like it's been a month since I last recorded. But, hey, it's getting warmer outside. You know, things are happening. So, I missed an episode. Shoot. Like, I only recorded once in the past four weeks. That ain't good. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I know. I heard it. I heard y'all. I heard y'all. Trust me, I heard y'all. So, I'm back for another episode. It is June 18th, Saturday. Ah, man. It feel good to be back, though feels good to be back i actually was going to record last week but it just wasn't working out um i've been putting in work on something new um that i'm going to be doing um it's going to be exclusively on my youtube page uh so Make sure you subscribe to my YouTube page, uh, Taste to Consider Network. Just type in the Taste to Consider and everything will pop up. Yeah, but this will be exclusively on my YouTube page. And I'm excited about it. I've been planning for for, for a couple of weeks now. Couple, few weeks. Uh, you know. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for it. Uh, the the plan is to have it up and ready this coming week. So be on the lookout for that. Make sure you follow in my socials. Make you make sure you are uh, subscribed to my YouTube uh, page. Um, yeah, um, I'm just trying to do 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 things that I'm excited about. You know. At this point in my life, uh, I'm not so much focused on the hustle. I'm also focused on alignment. Um, and if you've already been uh, a listener of this show, I recently did an episode where I had a guest on, uh, Kimberly Whit- Whitman. And that was that was the title of the episode, Alignment. 
Yeah, so like I said, I'm just in the point in my life where I'm just focused on doing things that are in alignment with with me, with my path, with, you know, how uh, the most high is directing me to go. You know, it's not so much to hustle no more because, um, yeah, I've I had my mindset on the hustle at one point in time and it was it wasn't peaceful. It wasn't peaceful. It was stressful, you know. So I'm just focused on trying to do things that are in alignment with with me, with my path and stuff like that. And, you know, we'll see where it takes me. You know, I'm not really trying to focus on the outcome of things. Um, I'm human. So that I do have my struggles at times of focusing on the outcome of things, you know, this podcast being one. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm moving. Yeah. So we back for another episode, man. Uh like I said, like it, it's just so weird when I take a week off and it just feel like it's been so long since I recorded. But like the episode that I have today is the episode that i did plan to record last week so excuse me burp number one burp number two if you're a first time listening you know i smoke cigars on the show well you don't know if you're a first time listening i smoke cigars on the show and i have a drink as as well so you know what i'm saying some burps will get in today so I have a lot of listeners that keep counts of my burps and they let me know how many burps that I had on the show. <laughs> so if you hear me just randomly just talking about some um, burp number one, burp number two, burp number three, it's for a reason. Yeah, but this is a taste to consider podcast. And hey, I'm only bringing you a taste of me. The things that I'm into, the things that, you know, I think about, the things that I read, the things that I see, you know what I'm saying, my perspective on things, my experiences. So this ain't got nothing to do with trying to uh, convert anybody to think the way that I'm thinking or conform anybody to uh, live the same life that I'm living or have the same perspective on things that I have. You know what I'm saying? This is all about me giving you a taste to consider. And that taste is me. I am the taste. Derek Silver. So we're back for another episode. I got the show all planned out, outlined and everything. Uh, hopefully I'm able to get get to everything on the outline today. Um but we'll see, you know what I'm saying? I try to keep the episodes to an hour and a half, but sometimes it don't work that way. But I definitely, you know what I'm saying, I try not to go over two hours. So pretty much I stick between the time frame of an hour and a half and two hours. But look at it this way. You got seven days, seven whole days to listen to an episode. So keep that in mind yeah so we in june like i said it's june 18th and june is men's health month so a lot of the things that i'm going to talk about on this episode 
is centered around men, particularly black men, because I'm a black man. Like I said, I speak from my experiences and stuff like that. Um, But, you know, I got other segments sprinkled in if you're a first time listening thing. So. Like I said, uh, June is Men's Health Month. And mm, damn, burp number three. I'm sorry. (laughs) Oh, man. Um, Yeah. June is Men's Health Month. So although I'm doing this podcast solo as a man, black man, whatever, I, I solely speak, I try to speak solely from my experiences, but there is no bias when it comes to you know, this show or whatever. I understand all angles of things. I try to touch on all angles of things because I understand that everything isn't black and white. I try to focus on a lot of the gray area of situations because it's real easy just to focus on the black and white. It's easy and it's lazy in my in my point of view. See, that's, that's just the taste that I'm giving you. You don't have to agree with it, you know what I'm saying? But that's just me. You know what I'm saying? I'm just giving you a taste to consider. That's the key word, consider. So, um, I usually have a format to the show or whatever. And we're going to start off with the blackity black woke segment. <laughs> I try to get the serious stuff out the way first. So, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I, you know, by the time the the middle and the end part of the show uh comes around that you know what i'm saying is real light so let's get into the blackity black woke segment ah oh, man <laughs> uh let me see where i'm at uh, let me pull this phone out look at these topics yes indeed where am i gonna start yeah last episode um I recorded, you know, I talked about the uh, Buffalo uh, mass shooting that happened and how, you know, it just has totally gone under the radar and people just totally forgot about, you know, what happened in Buffalo. So I want to send a shout out to Dave Chappelle. It's reported that Dave Chappelle is donating all the proceeds from his Buffalo show to the shooting victims and their families. So. Shout out to uh, Dave Chappelle for that. Unless, oh, I ain't even intro the show. I am tripping. Let me intro the show and we'll get into the topics. It's a taste to consider podcast. I'm your host, Derek Silver. And we are back. Back for another episode. Yes, indeed. Let's get into the blackity black woke segment. Wow. I relight my cigar. The cigar that I'm smoking today is a Rocky Patel cigar. Pretty good cigar. Um... It's a light cigar, not too strong, don't have a strong aftertaste, and also this episode when I'm drinking, 
I'm drinking some more tequila this episode. And the tequila that I'm drinking is a Terramana tequila, the gold. And if you are um if you a long time listener of the show, you know that I've had this drink on the show several times. So yeah. Let me take a sip. Make sure you drink responsibly. All right, let's get into the blackity black woke segment. It says Biden to sign new LGBT executive order amid a raft of bills targeting trans youth. Um. Here's President Biden. As I've said before to the LGBTQI plus community, your president has your back. Yesterday, I signed an executive order that will protect the community from hateful attacks. Use the full force of the government to prevent, quote, conversion therapy. End quote, advance equality for families and more. Once again, y'all's president. Is signing another bill for somebody else other than the black people. Even after the Buffalo shooting, we ain't get no um, hate crime bills or nothing. You know what I'm saying? More bullshit. More bullshit going on where everybody is getting something except for black Americans. Moving along. Biden administration announces additional one billion. Let me back up on the mic because I said that a little too loud and got some feedback. One billion in military aid for Ukraine. One billion. Man, total, we about to be up to two billion dollars that this government our government our supposed government that's supposed to be taking care of us and i'm using that word taking care loosely (laughs) they give it to somebody else so not only is black not only black americans ain't getting nothing but a lot of other impoverished americans aren't getting anything while we're going through inflation and all this other stuff that's going on, high gas prices and all that other shit. But they got almost $2 billion to give to another country. Military aid. Man, I swear, man. The more and more I hear this shit, I just be thinking, like, they laundering money. They are straight laundering cash money. Because it makes no sense that all of a sudden they ain't got money to give to us, but they got money to give to another country. (laughs) Oh, man. Next headline. 
United States Federal Reserve raises interest rates by 75 basis points to 1.75%, the largest hike since 1994. And the reason why I bring this up is because I don't know how many people know who are actually sitting here listening to me right now or watching me that the Federal Reserve isn't even a federal organization. It has no ties to the federal government or the federal organizational structure. But they make decisions on interest rates. (laughs) How crazy is this? How many people actually sitting here listening to me and watching knew that the Federal Reserve isn't actually a federal organization they are an independent organization so while these interest rates are rising up affecting americans and the government and everything is going off of this this isn't even a federal organization it's an an independent organization but we are being our interest rates are being controlled by them. Come on, man. <sighs> we gotta wake up, man. We gotta start fighting. Trying to tell y'all. But hey, you know what I'm saying? We got we got our symbolism, you know what I'm saying? We got Trump out of office, you know, we got Biden in the office, we got um Miss Chucks and Pearls in office. You know what I'm saying? So we doing good, right? We doing good. We got Miss Chucks and Pearls as the vice president. We got um, Obama's homeboy as the president. But let me play a clip for y'all real quick. Y'all know I. <laughs> my um, my uh, long time listeners know I come with a clip. So let me play with let me play this clip real quick. This from Miss Chucks and Pearls. She out here on she was out here on the campaign um trail for uh James Clyburn, who was uh running for re-election in South Carolina. But let me play this clip real quick. Let me pull it up. All right, let me find it. I'm just saying this 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 what y'all this what y'all folks be be worried about talking about as opposed to actually helping us. You know what I'm saying? We always get this sim this symbolism and these these good jokes and these good talks and stuff like that, but we never get no tangibles. Here we go. And I was there with Jay Moore and Charlemagne the God. And um and I was about to head out of town to meet my family um, and cook for Thanksgiving. Uh, I won't mention where I was going, but where I was going, I knew I was not going to be able to find the kind of greens there that I could get here. And so, yes, that was me in my suit and heels walking through Charleston International Airport carrying two big plastic bags full of fresh South Carolina collard greens. (laughs) 
true story. And yes, as I walked on the plane, there were a few people who gave me the look and the nod. <laughs> hey, Creek and I'm, I'm just saying, man. We can't keep getting all wrapped up and caught up into all this symbolism and all these good jokes and these good conversations. And, you know, what I'm saying just because they talking to some some high some high profile celebrities as part of the quote unquote culture and all this other stuff. I don't care about you getting no damn greens, man. What is you doing? What have you done for me lately? And this is what I always be talking about. We get so caught up into feelings and trying to trying to defend stuff and all everything like that. But we're not paying attention to the facts. What are they doing for us? What are they doing for us? Nothing. But giving us a good story with something that we can relate to. And we'll get all giddy and everything like that and feel like they one of us. But if they one of us, why ain't they doing anything for us? That was Miss Chucks and Pearls. Miss Chucks and Pearls. All right, where I'm at. Yeah, like I said, man, they're giving all this money out and everything like that. You got Biden sitting here talking about some, the American people got to make sacrifices and all this other stuff like that. Why we always got to make sacrifices and shit? The rich people, the elite, the people, the people in power, the people in the shadows and stuff ain't making sacrifices. It's only poor, working class, middle class people that got to make sacrifices. We the one that's dealing with the inflation, high gas prices, high food prices, um, toiletries going up, toiletries going missing. Um, all this crazy shit. This ain't, this can't be democracy. You know what I'm saying? This is more of a oligarchy. This is a hierarchy. Who, who really matters? We sitting here feeling good about ourselves because we got somebody out of office. And this ain't me sitting here saying, oh, Trump would have been better. Like I always say on this podcast. I'm a registered independent. I can care less about a Republican or a Democrat because as far as I'm concerned, it's two wings on the same bird. They just playing the game and we the ones suffering. But we caught up into our feelings going back and forth between the two and they playing us. Uh, let me see where I'm at now. All right, next headline. And I'm about tired of talking about this crap, but it says breaking. U.S. wasted 82 million COVID vaccine doses from December 2020 through mid-May. NBC News report. Now, let me preface this like I always do when I got to talk about the juice. No, I am not vaccinated. 
But that doesn't mean that me not being vaccinated is me judging anybody for doing what they feel is best for them. And it also doesn't mean that anything they got to do with the vaccine doesn't directly affect me. I have plenty of loved ones, family, friends that have gotten the vaccine. So it still affects me. If anything that happens that, you know what I'm saying, anything that comes along with this, with the juice, is going to affect me, you know what I'm saying, in some type of way. So it's not me sitting here placing judgment on anybody or nothing like that. You know what I'm saying? I made the best decision for myself. Other people made the decision for themselves. Like I always say about this podcast, it's just about giving you a taste to consider. And it's a lot of shit going on out here that people don't want to pay attention to. But seriously, man, like they are still pushing this. They are still pushing this. And there's been plenty of stuff that's been coming out talking about all the adverse effects and everything that comes along with taking the juice. And I'm not trying to push fear or anything like that and trying to be like, ah, you know what I'm saying? You got the vac, you got the juice and I didn't get. No, I'm not that type of person. There's plenty of people out here doing that because I see it all the time on Twitter. But that ain't me because I know it's going to affect me in some type of way, like I said. But um, just the other day, um, they approved the. um the juice for children as young as six months and it's just crazy that they still pushing this shit but like i said it's a lot of information it's like at this point they're not even hiding what's going on with uh the juice with the adverse effects and stuff like that because the the information is out there. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while, I've talked about plenty of times how they they have been in court trying to make sure that the information about the uh, juice don't come out for like 75 years and stuff like that. But the courts like canceled that. So information is on the Internet, like it's literally on the Internet. You can go look it up. But. Hey, like I said, I mean, the new Beyonce album about to come out, so I'm pretty sure nobody going to take the time to look it up. <laughs> I, it's no judgment. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just talking. <laughs> I'm just talking like that whole, that episode that I previously released, the title for the culture, this is what I'm talking about. We get so caught up into everything culture, everything culture, whatever, that we just get so distracted by things. And this me too. I'm not sitting here talking like, you know what I'm saying? I'm just all I'm I'm just all on it. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm catching everything or I don't have my vices and stuff like that. Nah. You know what I'm saying? We are all in the same boat. So speaking of the juice and adverse effects and all that other stuff. Y'all y'all recently saw, I'm pretty sure y'all saw um Justin P- Justin Bieber came out and talked about how he's been uh dealing with diagnosed and been dealing with Ramsey Hunt syndrome. And that Ramsey Hunt syndrome was one of the adverse effects that's on the documents that's been released about 
the juice. And I'm just saying, and then we not we can't take away the fact that even before him coming out talking about this, his wife suffered a whole stroke and was dealing with blood clots, which is also another adverse effect of the juice. But let me move on. I'm just I'm just giving y'all a taste. Y'all got to do the rest for yourselves. <laughs> we got all this inflation going on, gas prices, food prices, stuff, you know what I'm saying? Hard to find. And now I talked about how it's been all these food processing plants and stuff like that just mysteriously and coincidentally going up in flames around the time of inflation and we having food shortages and stuff like that. So this week, it's been reported that cattle, the report is up to almost 10,000 cattle were I'm trying, I want to say killed, but (laughs) that would be coming from my perspective. So I'm going to say died up to 10,000. It's been reported up to 10,000 cattle have died in Kansas because of heat. (laughs) As if we haven't had heat before in this country. And I don't want to hear shit about no global global warming <laughs> because never mind. I'm going to stick I'm going to stick to the topic. So, yeah. And if and if you've seen the reports and seen the pictures and stuff like like the way that these cattle look dead, how stiff they look. It just it doesn't it doesn't look natural. It just doesn't look natural. And it's just crazy. It's more coincidences more stuff happening around the time where we having food shortages and inflation and shit like that where cattle are dying and this is something that i didn't even know in the midst of me talking over the span of a few episodes about the food shortages and the um the food processing plants and stuff having fires and things like that there have been 97, 97, 97 incidents of food processing plants having fires. 97. It's on the internet. 97, 97 incidents. And you'll hear no politician you don't hear miss chucks and pearls you don't hear biden you don't hear no congressman or nothing really talking about it i maybe heard like one or two maybe three congressmen talking about these mysterious fires and stuff happening at these food processing plants So we put so much faith in these politicians, these businessmen, these celebrities and all this other stuff. And you don't hear nobody talking about it. 
the government supposed to be, the government taking care of Ukraine, but they not taking care of their own people. You got all these food processing plants and stuff going up in flames. Ain't no investigation happening or nothing. But Bill Gates, who is one of the main people behind pushing the juice, is buying up a lot of farmland as well as a, a lot of other corporations that have affiliations with the United States government. 97, 97. But I'm going to move on. That was the end of the Blackity Black Woke segment. For all y'all first timers, yeah. <laughs> Let me talk about some uh, movies and TV reviews and stuff that I checked out um, since the last time y'all heard from me. So I caught the uh, Bobby Brown documentary on the A&E app. And he got a documentary as well as a reality TV show. I ain't, I ain't watched the uh, reality TV show, but I did watch the doc. Um, if I'm remembering correctly, it was four episodes on this doc. And, man, I got to say, man, Bobby Brown has had a rough life, man. He has, I mean, as you know, he has dealt with a lot of tragedy. But the documentary was real good. It was real good. And, um, you know what I'm saying? They they went through uh, his life starting from b- being a kid, you know, um, starting New Edition and up to now. And, man, I got to say, that's a strong dude. That's a strong dude. And I was just sitting there watching the documentary just thinking about, you know, just like, damn, what? what what could be going on with his mental health? You know what I'm saying? He probably is dealing with like a lot of PTSD and a lot of trauma and stuff from the losses that he's dealt with. And I commend him for, you know, still standing and, you know what I'm saying, still moving forward and living his life because he has dealt with some tragedies. But it was a good doc, you know what I'm saying? It was four episodes. It's on the A&E app. You know, it's free. So you can go on, you can download the A&E app on your phone or on your TV or whatever and watch it. It was a real good doc. I definitely uh, recommend it. So check that out. So P Valley is back on. P Valley is back for I believe this season too. I don't know. I believe this season too. But they back for a new season. And I gotta say, I enjoy yeah, this is the second season. I enjoyed the first season, I ain't gonna lie. But man, just just watching the second season and it being back on and stuff like that, I'm sitting here watching this show and I'm thinking to myself, man, this is a <laughs> this is a 
This is a coon ass show. <laughs> this is a coon ass show. Like this is it got so much stereotypical shit in it about black people. But this was just me watching this was my thoughts after watching the first episode. But I still, you know what I'm saying, I still enjoy it. Like I said, that's why I said I ain't trying to be judging nobody or nothing like that because, you know what I'm saying, I'm, I'm in the same boat as well. I enjoy uh, some of the <laughs> some of the shit that be happening in P-Valley. It's a crazy-ass show. But after watching the second episode, I really did um, have a, another appreciation for P Valley. Um, so spoiler alert if you ain't seen the second episode. I, I think this was the second. Second or third. I don't I don't I don't remember. But anyway, the episode where Diamond was doing the um energy healing. You know, it's a lot of terms for root healing, recce, hoodoo, all that up. You know what I'm saying? It's when it comes down to it, it's energy healing. And the part when he did the energy healing on, I forgot her name, the character name on it, but I had another appreciation for it because, you know what I'm saying, I'm into the spirituality aspect of things, you know what I'm saying, dealing with energy and chakras and crystals and all that other stuff like that. So I did enjoy that um, part of that mo- the most recent episode that came out. But yeah, that John do be having some coon ass shit or some stereotypical ass shit going on. But <laughs> we'll see. I, you know, what I'm saying I'll keep talking about the rest of the season as it goes along. But yeah, it it's still a good show. I I I, I ain't gonna sit here and, and and fake like I don't I don't enjoy the show. I definitely enjoy P Valley. <laughs> So I finally had a chance to watch the documentary on Netflix called White Hot, The Rise and Fall of Abercrombie and Fitch. So I'm 40 years old. I remember being a teenager and and going to the mall, to the white malls, the good malls, and seeing Abercrombie and Fitch in, in the mall. I don't think I ever really shopped there. I don't think I ever had any Abercrombie and Fitch stuff, but I definitely remember going in there uh several times because around that time i remember it was abercrombie and fitch aeropostale gap old navy um banana republic and stuff like that so i definitely remember all those groups of stores or whatever but the documentary it was very interesting and i'm not surprised about a lot of the things that was brought up in the documentary and i took some um some notes on some things that um, I caught on to. There was definitely like a lot of racial undertones when it came to um, Abercrombie's uh, marketing strategy and, you know, uh, who they were marketing their merchandise to and like some of the images that they was using for their marketing um i'm not gonna give too much away because i I actually want you to watch the documentary it says a lot about you know what i'm saying um still how people think 
to this day in this country. But it definitely was a lot of racial undertones to the uh, marketing and stuff like that. Like in particular, one of the things that I made note of was um, uh, they kept talking about like um, this was this was the uh, quote that they had for their apparel or who they were marketing to natural American classic. And I kept thinking to myself when I was watching the documentary and looking at the images and the things that they were talking about and stuff, it just kept popping in my head like Aryan Nation, Aryan Nation. Like they was on some old uh, Nazi shit where they was trying to just have the quote unquote pure blood Americans who they were marketing to, who they wanted to sell their clothes to. Because it was just a lot of crazy ass stories and experiences that people were telling on this documentary things that they went through by being employees or being models or trying to be an employee of Abercrombie and Fitch and stuff like that um some other things that I uh took note of was um there were definitely a lot of like sexual harassment sexual assault type stuff going on with the CEO and with their main photographer who was supposed to be like this this famous photographer who who took like a lot of if not all of the um Calvin Klein photos and stuff like that but if you if you sit back and remember like some of the uh advertisements with the photography and stuff when it comes to Abercrombie and Fitch um how it was always these uh quote unquote all American white boys blonde hair blue eyes type shit and all that other stuff but one thing that I noticed just by you know what I'm saying some of the stories that was being told and some of the things that I seen in the documentary was like the CEO was this uh older white male and the, the photographer that I mentioned he was an older white male as well and it was like a, them two dudes in particular was trying to like live out fantasies and fetishes and fulfill their sexual appetites by sexual harassing these these dudes, like these young white dudes or whatever, because they was picking these dudes from like Kansas and Nebraska and all this other type, you know what I'm saying? These quote unquote all American purebred, full you know, full blooded white white men and all this other stuff. It was just some crazy shit, the stories that was being told on this documentary and then there was like other things that i noticed when they was talking about the ceo and stuff like that it seemed like he was like battling like or fighting internal demons with himself and his sexuality and stuff like that and his age and getting older and trying to be younger and shit like that it was just some crazy shit man it's just like and that's why i always be saying we put so much stock into these celebrities these business execs and these politicians and these people that we quote unquote seeing as higher ups and 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 stuff like that that these people are are human just like us they got vices they got some weird shit going on with them they got fetishes you know what i'm saying these people are just flesh and blood just like us but we we just put them on a pedestal But another thing that I noticed, like, um, watching the doc is that it was a lot of, like, um, misogyny and stuff. Um, 
around a lot of the images of the store and who they were selling to and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It was just so much stuff. Like I want to tell you like the whole documentary, but I I definitely think it's worth watching. So um, let me see if there's any some other notes that I want to bring up from that documentary. Um, the C the not the CEO of Abercrombie and Finch, but the CEO of the the main company that Abercrombie and Finch were was under. Um, that that company was called L Brands, and that and the CEO of that company, his name was Les Wexner, and one of the other big companies that was under that brand, not only Abercrombie and Finch, but it was also Victoria's Secrets, and. What was interesting was that this dude, Lex Wexner, and I forgot about this until they brought it up, that he had ties with um, Jeffrey Epstein. And it came back to me when they brought it up in that documentary because I watched the Jeffrey Epstein documentary that is on Netflix as well. And how, you know what I'm saying, they had ties to each other. And then you already, well, you might not know, but Jeffrey Epstein and the scandal around him trafficking and um, sexually harassing and assaulting and raping these young girls and stuff like that. And it just seems like it was a too much of a coincidence of the the sexual uh, harassment and assault and rape uh, stuff, allegations and, and stuff that was on one side with um, the CEO of Abercrombie & Fitch and then you have the main dude, Lex Wexner, who had his allegations. And then also then you bring in Jeffrey Epstein. So then it's like, what the hell is going on? Like they grooming these kids and stuff like that, trafficking them and, you know, what I'm saying pimping them out and all this other crazy shit. It was an interesting documentary, man. Definitely worth watching. Um, what else? I think that's it for the movie and TV. Um reviews i did watch uh hustle um that new movie on uh netflix with adam sandler i thought it was a pretty good movie i saw some people talking talking about it was the best uh sports or basketball movie ever made and i was just like man people gotta gotta relax with this um being romanticized with the moment and this recency bias that goes on like you can enjoy something but don't We got to pump our brakes with always saying like somebody is the greatest or something is the best ever or whatever, just because it's happening in the moment. I think we got, you know what I'm saying? Take a step back, but it is what it is. People going to like what they like. You know what I'm saying? Whatever. Like I said, it's it's all about, you know what I'm saying? Everybody got their different tastes and stuff like that. And that's, it is what it is, but that's it for the, uh, movie and tv reviews so let me get into the um the other topics and this this topic that i'm going to start off with is actually a topic that i meant to talk about on the last episode uh just just the taste part four um anniversary edition but i didn't have time i went over my two hour limit so i didn't have time to get to it but um 
Yeah, it's a clip that goes along with it. So let me play this clip and then we'll get into uh, the conversation. I got together, I gained like 15 pounds of relationship weight and it was horrible. None of my clothes fit. It was just not okay. So I've been consistently doing Pilates for like the last year. I've done it for a few years, but I've been really consistent the last year. And when I was trying to drop weight, I was working out like five, six times a week. And I would even do like for the first month and a half, I think I did two a days. So what I would do was I was in a calorie deficit. I think I maybe was consuming like 1200 calories in a day max. And I wasn't on like a specific eating regimen i just was trying to do like meat and veggies and like minimal carbs and then i had this sprint interval circuit that i would do so i would do pilates in the morning and then i would leave there and i would sometimes directly go to the gym and hop on the treadmill for 30 minutes and it's a specific sprint interval work. so yeah so that was that clip right there that was from Lori harvey and the reason why um, I'm playing it and I'm bringing up the conversation about it is and I ain't, it don't have nothing to do with um her the the news of her and Michael B. Jordan breaking up, but I thought that it was interesting um this topic in particular because for for one this was the first time I ever heard her voice. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? It always it's always news about Lori Harvey, but we ain't never heard her speak. <laughs> she don't speak about her relationships, you know what I'm saying? Cuz that's always the controversy surrounding her. But I thought that was funny. That was the first time I ever heard her speak. And she's speaking about, you know what I'm saying, her weight loss, and it was like a big deal. I think it was doing like the Met Gala or some shit. Um so that was her speaking. She was talking about some, you know, she gained relationship weight and all this other stuff, blah, 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 blah. Um, but what I thought was interesting about the topic was the fact that um, she got like a lot of backlash off of, you know what I'm saying, what she talked about with how she lost the weight. And. You know what I'm saying? People was coming out talking about some she was promoting eating disorders and stuff like that. And and it was just crazy because I, I just look at it like why are folks worried about what she did to lose weight when most of the people who criticizing her don't work out at all? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? At least she's taking an active role in like her health, whether you agree with it or not. And most people ain't never worked out in their life and talking about some she promoting eating disorders. I've been working out for over 10 years in the gym. Um, I was an athlete in high school, ran track. Um, you know what I'm saying? Boys and girls club, played basketball, baseball, all that good stuff like that. But just particularly focusing on um, working out um losing weight and diet right i'm not a certified personal trainer but i do know that i know a, a lot in this area 
and more than a lot than some of these trainers out here just by being in the gym a lot. So what she talked about was absolutely correct. When you want to lose weight, you have to be in a calorie deficit. That means you have to be losing more calories than you're putting in your body. So what she's talking about is absolutely correct. You have to be in a calorie deficit in order to lose weight. You can't be putting 2,000 calories in your body every day. But then when you're working out those same days, you only burning off 1,000 calories. That's not a deficit. You just, you know, maybe scratching the surface a little bit. So, what she's saying is totally right. I don't see nothing wrong with what she's saying. People talk about some she's starving herself and stuff like that. And I think one of the things that I've learned in my my journey of, you know, my, the lifestyle of working out and, you know what I'm saying, the, that quote-unquote term of dieting, which I don't like because when you use certain... I'm all I'm I'm very big on using the correct words and the context of words and stuff like that and how using certain words that your mind can understand one thing but you believe in another thing and it it has to align. Everything has to align. The words that you use and then how you are actually living your life that it has to align. So it really is a lifestyle. I've been intermittent fasting for, shoot, over five years now. Intermittent fasting is that you go a certain amount of period of your day in those 24 hours where you don't eat. You don't put in, you don't you know, put no type of food or in your body where you're accumulating calories and you wait until a certain time. So like most of the time during during the day or during the week, I don't eat until maybe around um I don't have my first meal sometimes during the day until like two thirty, sometimes three o'clock PM. My first meal. And I'll wake up around like, you know what I'm saying, between 7, 30, 8 o'clock. I don't have my first meal until 2, 30, 3 o'clock in the afternoon. I work out before I even put any food in my body. When I wake up, the only thing I focus on is drinking water and drinking teas and taking my supplements my supplements and my herbs and stuff like that. So usually I'm in a calorie deficit. I have a fast metabolism. Uh, I'm in the gym five to six times a week. So what I've learned with intermittent fasting is that you really, your body doesn't really need to eat a lot of food to sustain itself. Like the country we live in, the United States, we live in a gluttony country. Like 
we have the most obese people in the world. Majority of the people who have these um, diseases, diabetes, high blood pressure, et cetera, et cetera, dealing with heart disease, heart attacks, strokes, and stuff like that, these people are particularly obese. I mean, even talking about the juice, when they when they was talking about most of the people who um, who got COVID or whatever, most of the people who got COVID, they were overweight. The two years, two plus years that all this stuff been going on, I've ne- I haven't gotten um, COVID at all. I was in the gym. When the gyms opened back up, I was in the gym without a mask on. Didn't get COVID. I did get sick at one point last year, but it came out. I tested myself. I didn't have COVID. But I'm just like, what? It, we get so wrapped up into celebrity life and how they do things and stuff like that. And we judge it and what she actually said wasn't a bad thing is something that people really could have took and applied it to their life and see how it you know what i'm saying helped them but instead we're so programmed to always be eating we wake up we gotta eat breakfast gotta eat lunch gotta eat dinner gotta have snacks in between and all this other stuff and a lot of people dealing with their emotions and stuff like that, dealing with mental illness and stuff like that. So they eat based off of that. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just like, why are people just going crazy off of her doing something for her health? And just based off of her being... I guess you can call her a celebrity or whatever. She, you know what I'm saying? She obviously had a trainer and stuff like that. So she, you know what I'm saying? She was actually working with people who were actually giving her advice or whatever, quote unquote experts and stuff like that. So I'm just like, why are people talking about some she's promoting eating disorders and all this other stuff? We're just so conditioned to believe that we got to eat every second. And if we don't... (laughs) There's a problem. A lot of people will focus on living to eat as opposed to eating to live. And I'm not going to sit here and and act like I don't eat junk food from time to time and all that other stuff. You know what I'm saying? Because I do. I've, I've been fortunate enough to be working out for as long as I have and understanding certain things about my body and what to put in and what not to put in and how I can live um, in a live a lifestyle of moderation and still enjoy some of the the things that you know what I'm saying are indulging <laughs> and and still be quote unquote healthy or fit. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, it's crazy. But yeah, Lori Harvey and Michael B. Jordan they broke up and. I don't really have no large think piece or anything about it because it's just crazy when all when that news came out everybody had a think piece 
everybody was just was like giving their thoughts on it based off of based on how it it could align with their bias and I hope you understand what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? A lot of times we get we use celebrities or people in the limelight or whatever to um push or validate our personal bias. People focusing on, oh, she's only 25, Michael B. Jordan older, she just wanna live her life and all this other stuff. We know plenty of people who are 25, younger than 25, who got married, had still married. And some people who got married at that age or younger. And you know what I'm saying? It's just, it's their individual lives. <laughs> we get too damn caught up into these damn celebrities and these people that we perceive as being better than us. These are just humans, man. They they know different than us. All of us are unique in our own ways, but when it comes down to it, everybody bleed the same blood. <laughs> you got Michael B. Jordan. He was at the um, finals game in Golden State, and people talking about, oh, man, he looks so sad and all this other stuff. Oh, man, y'all sitting out here making jokes about this, man, but y'all want to talk about mental health and all this other stuff. Man, all these rumors, there's been so many rumors about their relationship that it really wasn't a real relationship. It was a um, it was a contract and all this other stuff. And when it and honestly, like it seemed like it was longer than a year that they was together. But it said they was only together for a year. But yeah, like I said, is we don't know what the hell going on with these people. If it was a publicity stunt or anything like that. But you got everybody putting their too much effort in trying to figure out what's going on with these people's relationships and what they thinking and what they feeling or whatever. And these and they ain't even coming out talking about it themselves. <laughs> Crazy, man. Um Yeah, so you had your people criticizing her for um what she was talking about with her with her um weight loss and what she did to lose the weight and all this other stuff. Um women in particular. And then soon as you soon as the news of Michael B her breaking up with Michael B. Jordan or them breaking up period. We don't know who broke up with who. But then now all the women on her side again. And this is what I'm talking about right here. The bias. Anything that has to do aligns with with a person's bias when it comes to a celebrity they'll gravitate towards that and then they'll push that narrative and use that as an agenda for how they live their life um i'm about to play this clip i ain't listened to this clip but the only reason i'm about to play is because of the, the um the caption that was on it it says, why toxic dudes care about the Lori and Michael B breakup? And there's some dude. I seen him uh I seen a few clips of this dude. I guess he got a podcast or something. Um, but 
I've seen him do a lot of posts or whatever on different topics and stuff like that. But I just it just be like some people just be too invested in these celebrities and or whatever. But I'm gonna play the clip, so I'm doing it raw and unfiltered. Um, I'm sure it probably some people who heard the clip or whatever, but I'm hearing it for the first time. I just saved it and and put it as part of the show since I was already gonna talk about Lori Harvey. So let me play the clip. Both for Michael and Lori, kudos to them. But let's talk about these hating ass men that's now using this to weaponize their hatred or disdain for women. They're like, see, Michael B. Jordan did everything y'all want a man to do. Michael B. Jordan was ready to get married. Michael B. Jordan was showing her off and, and she still, listen, you be a good guy because you are a good guy. Fellas, listen to me. You treat women well because you are a decent human being. You date with intentions when you date because you have integrity as a man. So if you are one of these weird ass dudes now using this situation to now somehow justify the fact that you should treat women with less respect or less intention because some celebrity couples didn't work out, then something is weird and off with you. Some of y'all dudes will use any situation to justify your mistreatment of women. Oh, for Michael. Okay. So I'm going to play the, I'm going to slide through the clip again and, you know, pause and comment or whatever. But just off of hearing the clip or whatever, I don't know if he made a, a, another clip about, you know what I'm saying, how women have been treating this. No, I ain't going to say women. I'm going to say some women have been treating this whole situation or whatever because i haven't seen i honestly haven't seen no dudes really talking about this in the in the perspective of what he's talking about but i have seen some women talking about it and saying you know what i'm saying um yeah Lori harvey do your thing and all this other stuff and all that whatever you know what i'm saying but like i said you know what i'm saying it's always this bias and people projecting and stuff like this so it's easy for somebody to come out and you know what i'm saying for some women to come out and say well girl live your life and all this other stuff because a lot of times those women who saying that ain't really living their life and doing what they want to do so they they living through these celebrities and stuff like that so let me let me go through the clip again and just pause and you know what i'm saying talk about this let's see and Lori, kudos to them. But let's talk about these hating ass men that's now using this to weaponize their hatred or disdain for women. And I'm not disagreeing with him saying that it ain't. It probably is, but I ain't seen it. I ain't seen no dudes out here, um, you know what I'm saying, hating on women and stuff like that and using this situation as an example to project. I'm not saying it's not happening. Um, it probably is, and I wouldn't be surprised, you know, um, if that's the case. But it's coming from both sides. It's coming from both sides, honestly. It really is. Both sides are probably projecting off of this and using their bias to 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 justify how they want to move out here in the dating realm and all this other stuff. Let me get back to the clip. Like, see, Michael B. Jordan did everything y'all want a man to do. Michael B. Jordan was ready to get married. Michael, I ain't never heard Michael B. Jordan come out of his mouth and say that he wanted to get married or anything like that. So 
I don't know where this dude getting this from or anything like that. Cause I ain't I ain't hear nothing like that. Like I said, I thought it was longer than a year, but it's only been a year. I just looked at it like they was enjoying each other company and and I also heard the rumors about that the relationship wasn't really real, that they was using it for publicity and you know what I'm saying, to for their careers or whatever like that. So who knows? You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't be surprised at, at none of it because Holly, Hollywood and them celebrities, they be doing some weird shit, period. So back to the clip. B. Jordan was showing her off and, and she still, listen, you be a good guy because you are a good guy. And I'm just like, why is he so, why is he so hype about using this situation to I just feel like just listening to this clip right now in the I haven't had a chance to sit with it and then like that. I feel like he's kind of like pandering to women to you know what I'm saying push whatever he's trying to push whether he's trying to get views or whatever I don't know but I just feel like you know what I'm saying my whole point of when I talk about these type of things I try to hit all angles because I don't look at things it's just being black and white. You know what I'm saying? We don't know. We really don't know these people. We don't know what's what was going on. If there was really the relationship was really fake, if it was real, what feelings was caught up into this or what? We don't know. We just don't know. So I I can't stand when I see these people on social media and stuff that be having these platforms. Same platform that I got, you know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. But be pushing like certain narratives just to get views or to get followers and stuff like that. It just ain't black and white as we think it is. We just don't know what's going on. Fellas, listen to me. You treat women well because you are a decent. I agree with that. Yeah, just just be yourself when it comes down to it. Fuck all this social media. Fuck the memes. Fuck the videos. Fuck these uh, people who saying whatever they want to say to get followers or to push their platforms and stuff like that. Yeah, just be yourself. Have be yourself. Have your morals. Have your integrity. Know that you gonna um, make mistakes. People ain't gonna understand certain moves you make and all this other stuff. Yeah, that's cool. I understand all of that, but don't use these people that you don't know nothing about they ain't came out and said nothing about the relationship or anything we invest in all of our energy and stuff into these people who ain't thinking about us if we sent them a dm or commented on a photo or anything like that they won't even acknowledge us so why why are we putting so much energy and stock into what's going on in their relationships because they don't they don't give a fuck about us they don't. So why are we using this energy on ourselves on some other stuff that we could be doing to better ourselves or working on um, uh, going to school or bettering ourselves at our job or working on uh, uh, a project? or I don't know. Reading a book. Shit. Going to sleep. Meditating. Some <laughs> shit. Why are we putting so much energy into this shit? Like we we just feed off of this 
And it's to the point now where we don't even recognize that even if this if these relationships aren't real, they could be just straight doing stuff just to get our attention, harvest our energy. Human being, you date with intentions when you date because you have integrity as a man. So if you are one of these weird ass dudes now using this situation to now somehow just. I just don't like how the fact that he's coming at dudes and it's not me taking it personal, but it's just me knowing how men are by me one being a man and two knowing other guys and having conversations and knowing how men think we ain't thinking about ain't no real nigga thinking about ain't no real dude thinking about no Lori harvey and michael b jordan relationship trust me ain't nobody thinking about that don't nobody care ain't don't no dude ain't Ain't no real dude caring about <laughs> worrying about Michael B. Jordan and Lori Harvey's relationship. Trust me. The fact that you should treat women with less respect or less intention. Yes, it's important for us to treat women right and all this other stuff. And this is where I have a problem with that. When when you when people insert those type of morals and 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 stuff into these situations that don't really have nothing to do with the actual situation these are agen agendas just like all the stuff that i always talk about on the blackity black woke segment things i talk about period us as people we all have agendas everybody has an agenda everybody has an agenda sit back and think about how you move throughout your life you have an agenda on what you want out of your life and at times you get so caught up into that agenda that you move a certain way you talk to a person a certain way you try to um most of the time just just rewinding back most of the time, your intentions is based off of that agenda as opposed to actually just being. Living and being. We get so caught in our agendas based off of fears, insecurities, what traumas we've gone through, what hurts we've had. Agendas. Everybody has an agenda. And those agendas are based off of things. Because some celebrity couples didn't work out, then something is weird and off with you. Some of y'all dudes will use any situation to justify your mistreatment of women. I feel like just the ending part, I agree with him. But I don't specifically think it's just a male thing. It's a people thing. We use a lot of things around us, uh, things outside of our lives, things that we see, celebrities, TV, movies, hurts, pains, 
things that we've heard from family, friends or whatever. And we apply it to our lives a lot of times, particularly if you don't really know who you are and comfortable with who you are and how you're you're actually living your life. You know what I'm saying? When it comes to relationships or partnerships or whatever, people are influenced by things. You know what I'm saying? Coming up, you know what I'm saying? A lot of the ways that we we look at relationships and dealing with people, having partnerships and stuff like that, we got that from our experiences. Things that we would talk by our parents, uncles, aunts, grandmas, grandfathers, whoever took care of us. You know what I'm saying? We pick those things up. And if you don't have a solid foundation to actually be able to get get past somebody else's pains and traumas and stuff like that, you will attach those to yourself. And that's a lot of time what happen what happens when it comes to these celebrities. Is I think that's instead of calling um a specific group of people weird, I think that's weird period that you sitting here judging people based off of them and their programs and their traumas and all that other stuff. You know what I'm saying? Instead of always sitting here judging and pointing the finger and stuff like that, put a solution out there. Put a solution or something. We always want to be loud and and yelling and and boisterous on what somebody else doing as opposed to looking in the mirror on what we could be doing or how we can help somebody else rise above the bullshit. Um, yeah, but like I was saying, you know what I'm saying? People, a lot of times people don't really care about the, the gray area, the actual truth of things. You know what I'm saying? They just so solely focus on the black and white, what's presented to them or what they're used to seeing or being presented with. It's hard for people to really align with the truth when the things that they believe in align with what they're seeing. You know what I'm saying? Like we we always want to get that um, confirmation bias or, or the justification on why we feel the way we feel or why we do the things that we do based off of somebody else as opposed to actually just understanding that this person is a human just like me. I've done some some weird stuff in my life. I've done some effed up stuff in my life. I've made some bad choices and stuff like that. So maybe this person is going through the same thing. And this is not me saying that you should be apologetic for everything that a person does to you that doesn't make you feel good. You know what I'm saying? And that comes down to actually being in alignment with yourself and 
truly knowing yourself and knowing that, okay, this person keep doing this or whatever. This got more to do with just, you know, um, you know what I'm saying? This this person having some issues or having patterns or habits and stuff like that. This this person just a you know what I'm saying, I don't need to be dealing with. This this probably a, a person that I need to remove myself from and all that other stuff. But we always look for confirmate this this confirmation bias in order for us to keep moving the way we moving or thinking the way we thinking all men ain't shit all women ain't shit you know what i'm saying oh all men cheat all women are manipulative stuff like that you know what i'm saying we gotta get away from this confirmation bias based off on on you know what i'm saying what celebrity is doing what and all this other stuff is or what my mama told me back in the day or or what I seen and all this other stuff. It's a lot of it's just too much fear based stuff going on. We carry a lot of the stuff that we get from other people that we came up with. Moving along, man, I talked about this before on on a couple of podcasts. Uh Nick Cannon, man. He out here still doing this thing. <laughs> and I'm not saying he doing this thing in a good way, but yeah. And I'm not gonna stay with this too long. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna just keep it short and sweet. Just because you have money does not mean that, you know what I'm saying, it's good for you to just be having all these kids everywhere. You have to be in these kids' lives, man. And this is coming based off of my experiences, my experience or whatever. Even if the parent is in the house or whatever, if they're not actively present with their child, then it doesn't matter. Like you have to be actively present with your child. I don't care how much money you got. If you got, you can't sit here and tell me that what you doing is cool. You got 10 kids and just because you got money, you can hop on a plane or whatever, that everything is cool because that don't mean you can be there every single minute for these kids and when they actually need you because it's deeper than just having the physical presence you have to have that emotional presence that mental presence as well and i'm not a, a licensed professional or anything like that but this just seems like like nick cannon is really going through something and that he needs to work out things i mean he even said it himself when he talked about how his his therapist told him that he needs to be celibate. You know what I'm saying? He's dealing with some things. He's dealing with some things and he is setting up a cycle to be in place for his children. And who knows what that will be. But this just ain't it, man. And this is this almost like I was sitting back thinking one night and I was just like, man, like. Even like after. After Nick Cannon. Got to the point where he was woke or whatever, and then he had that instance where he got brought back down and um, when he made those comments about the uh, the Jewish community and stuff like that and. He uh got pulled off shows and stuff like that. Then it just seems like, and then with his health issues, and it seemed like he just started going out of whack or whatever. And I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, man, it's like, 
it's almost like he's perpetuating a, a, a narrative that's been placed already on black men and the black community period of just going out here having kids and like it ain't nothing. Like it don't matter, you know what I'm saying? Just not having a, a actual household, a family, and you just going out here doing whatever. I just feel like, man, he dealing with some some internal demons that he's going out here doing. Because this, this ain't it. This ain't it. You're not going to convince me just because he got money that what he's doing, going out here having all these kids is cool and it's going to be beneficial to these kids. It's not. Because for one, money comes and goes. And when it comes down to your mental, emotional health, that is something that is deeper than just uh, some dollars. And But then that also says a lot, it honestly says a lot about these women, though, that he's dealing with. For these women to be two, three women pregnant at a time and shit like that and, and being cool with it. It's like they just trying to get a come up. You know what I'm saying? They they want they want the they want a certain lifestyle based predicated off of them having a child. So do they care more about this child or do they care more about a lifestyle that they're gonna be able to lead based off of having a child? Shit is crazy. You're not gonna convince me that this shit is cool, that it's right or whatever. It actually looks bad when it comes to being a, a black man. Because you just continuing um a narrative and a stigma that's already been out there placed on us you talking about some weird shit some corny shit this is it right here all right moving along it's uh taking away from um romantic relationships and this is a clip that i had for a while that i've been saying a lot a lot of the the clips that i have are recent but it's also like sort of a little uh a topic dump that i'm doing as well just trying to you know a lot of this stuff aligns up with what's what i'm already talking about and then you know um it being man's health month and stuff like that so let me play this clip right here this one's for all my, my youngins in your 20s. So y'all got your little core group of friends. I'll tell you something right now. Your 30s is going to dismantle all that shit. Only if you let it. But that's life, man. Man, it is hard maintaining friendships in your 30s. You're going to be partying with your homies, man, and not even realizing that's the last time they're going to all hang out. My advice to y'all, man, is learn how to communicate effectively to maintain y'all relationship. Because y'all niggas going to be 30 years old. There's going to be one person in the group whining. Y'all ain't even check on me. You know what I'm saying? And y'all going to be looking at the group chat like, did, did you even say anything? Like, say something. Because everybody in the group is going through shit. Family issues. Niggas health issues. Niggas cartilage and his knee gone. One of the niggas in the group had a divorce. He didn't even say shit. Let me tell y'all something. Y'all friendship is more important than a lot of the bullshit that y'all be arguing over. Can some of y'all step your friendship game up? Are you a good listener? Can you give good advice? Can you keep a secret? Not tell anybody goddamn business. Your hairline already left you. You want to lose a friend too? Okay. So I thought this clip was interesting. Me being a man, a black man, and having experiences in groups with other <laughs> other men, other black men or whatever. Um, most of the stuff that he, he talked about, I do agree with. One of the problems that I had with his clip was when he put out the word whining 
And that's a problem right there. Like, that's a problem already with the stigma of men, particularly black men, not expressing themselves and, you know what I'm saying, being real with their, uh, their friends or whatever. You can't be using that word whining and shit. And that's something that I've seen and experienced uh, a lot dealing with other males. Um, this thing where we judge each other for, quote unquote, being emotional. And that, that says a lot about our emotional intelligence and our emotional maturity and the stigma that's been placed on us f- since we were born. Whining ain't a good term. You know what I'm saying? Yes, communication is key. Communication is key. Um, but when it comes to communication, you also have to be emotionally intelligent and knowing exactly what you're feeling and being able to know how to express those emotions and the maturity to actually not get into a situation where it's always an argument is always yelling, fighting, competing with each other, jealousy, envy, and all that other stuff. Because no matter what nobody says, that shit is deep and prevalent when it comes to guy relationships. You know, it's always this thing out here talking about some guys get along better with each other than women do. And that is absolute bullshit. Because it's a lot of men out here who aren't emotionally mature and emotionally intelligent enough to actually have real friendships. Most of the time, it's just a convenience thing. It's a convenience thing, and it's a habitual thing. I mean, shit. You know, it's always there. It's always been several memes out there talking about when she go on that Miami trip. And <laughs> once you go on that Miami trip... That friendship is over with. And I can I can say I had a group of friends. We went on a Miami trip. After that Miami trip, that whole friendship changed. Whole shit changed and it went downhill from that. And I think a lot of times the reason why most men, most black men get along and we don't really have the same issues as women do is because we don't speak up. And you know what I'm saying? It's, it's always a thing of men, you know what I'm saying, um, pounding their chest and, you know what I'm saying, talking about something they this and that and they that and all that other stuff. But it's bullshit. I've seen it plenty of times. I experienced it plenty of times how a lot of dudes just won't step up and speak up for themselves. And they don't want to rock the boat. They don't want to rock the boat. And speak up for themselves and, and call and call other people out. And it's always funny to me how um even in like like men groups is always clicks or whatever. There's always clicks and stuff like that. Ain't no different from a group of women. It really ain't. Like, trust me, <laughs> this shit ain't. Like, it's just shit that niggas don't want to admit. And a lot of times in these groups, there be underlying jealousy, underlying envy, hate, and all that other stuff that niggas don't want to admit either. It, it just, it is what it is. I'm 40 years old. I've been in enough men, 
men groups to understand that it just don't work if guys aren't communicating. Like you said, like you got to communicate, but at the same time on the receiving end, when you communicating, these other guys also have to be receptive of what is being communicated with them. And that comes down to their actual emotional maturity and emotional intelligence. And a lot of times it ain't there. I mean, that stigma, even though it's a stigma, it is true. And a lot of great friendships are ruined because of lack of communication and understanding their emotions. And a lot of guys will project on the other guys in the group on the things that their insecurities and stuff like that. And they will project that on the other person when it ain't even that deep. It's just not that deep. But I got another. Um, it's a blog that I came across um, that had to do that related to this. Um, it was a blog. Uh, somebody I follow on Twitter, Erica CMD. It says how to choose a social circle that is mutually beneficial so you can win in life. It says, are your friends contributing to your growth or are they keeping you in a stagnant state of mind? And this just ain't for men. This is for women as well. Do your conversations consist of gossip, lust, limitation, or is it geared towards growth, ideas, and love? One of the major reasons we are not evolving in life is because we are deeply connected with the low vibrational thoughts of others daily. It is not enough to set material goals for ourselves while ignoring the importance of valuable relationships. We must become more intentional in this area of our lives as it directly relates to our ability to reach our goals. Here are a few questions to keep in mind when creating a mutually beneficial social circle. And as I was reading the blog, I was thinking about it was a video clip that's been going around the past couple of weeks talking about um, if guys, if you come across a woman who doesn't have more than two friends, um, something like that. If, if she don't have more than two friends, then get away from her because she she is not emotionally mature and intelligent enough to to have friends or something like that. You know what I'm saying? And that is true. Like if you. If you see a person who don't really have a lot of friendships or whatever, or no friendships at all, then that says something or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Because um, it can say something that can. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's not always black and white. Some people just, you know what I'm saying? There really are people out here that are loners. But it does say if you can't really actually have any type of effective re- relationship with a person then that does beg the question. But let me get back to the blog. It says, what are the person's values? Do the person's values match yours? Do they value peace, kindness, freedom, happiness, charity, friendships, and family, honesty, and commitment? What are the person's habits? Does the person have or aspire to have healthy financial, mental, and physical habits? Do they practice self-discipline, creative expression, effective communication. 
What can I learn from this person and what can I offer them? Can they teach you ideas to elevate your mindset? Can they receive ideas from you that will elevate their mindset? Is there mutual encouragement, courtesy, and harmony? What are their goals and achievements? Do they have personal, professional, or relationship goals? What have they achieved that illustrates their growth? And yeah, that's honestly true. Like, of course, when you when you kids, you don't really have to care too much about, you know what I'm saying, that or whatever, because like I like I've been saying for a while now on this podcast, when it comes to relationships, the root word of that is relate. So you got to be intentional about the words that you're using when you uh, attach them to um, certain things, people, places, things, whatever. So uh, when you're younger, yeah, having just all these relationships with uh, different friends and stuff like that or whatever, that's cool because you're a kid, you're just relating, you're having fun and all this other stuff. You might have something that you relate to mutually, whether for uh for using me as an example i like to play football i like football you know what i'm saying i like sports so we that's how we relate to each other so we have a relationship that's our relationship but as you grow older or whatever with these people or whatever how are these people growing how are you growing how do they um how do they uh influence you how do you influence them what type of things are they into now uh what what values do they have um how do they how do they see themselves um in the future how do they see themselves now you know what i'm saying how does that affect you how do you affect them those things are of value when you get to a certain age because at this point, when you start growing older, you going to college, you know what I'm saying? You're trying to make a life for yourself and stuff like that. You want to more so relate to people who are in that same space as you so you can keep growing. You know what I'm saying? So, you know what I'm saying? In the 20s, you know, still you you partying or whatever you got your you got your crew that you party with. You got your crew that you chill with. You got your crew that you you um you you stimulate your mind with and stuff like that so these are all that has to do with relating you know what i'm saying relationships but when it comes down to you trying to elevate yourself and grow and evolve as a person how are you relating to these other groups you know what i'm saying how long is this relationship going to fulfill you you know what i'm saying so like when i'm just thinking about um after that Miami trip and whatever like that and how the how the group broke up and some of the other groups that I have like yeah I'm cool with where the relationship went because we on totally different pages now you know what I'm saying I'm on this spiritual journey I'm more into uh learning and learning certain things I'm trying to be an advocate for well i ain't trying i am an advocate for mental health uh, and stuff like that so am i still relating to these people the same way and it goes the same way when you out here in a romantic space trying to be in a relationship and being a romantic relationship and stuff like that that's why i say i don't like using that term relationship when it comes to actually being in the romantic space because 
I can relate with a lot of women. You know what I'm saying? I can go ahead and have a good time with a lot of women. You know what I'm saying? Because we just relating on things that we have in common. But at the age I'm at, I'm at now, I'm looking for a partnership. I'm looking for somebody that I want to grow with, I want to work with. You know what I'm saying? I want to build a life with. I want to have a family with. So then you have to start asking yourself certain questions or whatever. But then at the same time, like just thinking about my experiences, um, a lot of people don't want to accept the growth or how you how you are evolving as a person or how you're changing as a person. That's all they know is that this is the Dirk that I knew when, you know what I'm saying, we was going to the clubs or this is the Dirk that I knew when we was in the streets together or this is the Dirk that I knew that had my back in this in this this place right here and all that other stuff but as you 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 evolve and you change and then you grow or whatever though you know what i'm saying you don't want to be dealing with stuff like that so then in that turn then you got the person looking at you like well i don't know this person i don't fuck with him like that you know what i'm saying so then they start having resentment toward him or disdain and stuff like that so then it becomes a conflict but then these things aren't being communicated like Dirk, you know what i'm saying i see you you don't really, you know what I'm saying, hang out with me when we go do this no more. You ain't really into this no more. What's, you know what I'm saying? What's going on? I mean, you know what I'm saying? Are we are we still cool and stuff like that? Or they just look at it like, oh, man, fuck that nigga. You know what I'm saying? He think he better than me and all that other stuff. See? That's where that stuff comes from right there. Because people ain't communicating. People ain't emotionally mature enough to have these conversations they ain't emotionally intelligent enough to express themselves moving along uh let me see where i'm at men deserve peace and safe places that they can come to or vent to arms that are soft enough for them to be vulnerable and but strong enough to uplift you he might get overlooked in this world so today tell a black man i see you your mental health is important to me, and you deserve spaces where your voice is heard. So today, tell a black man, I hear you. You deserve therapy, healing spaces, and self-care days. You deserve to relax, too. And ain't no arms I feel more secure and safe in. So tell a black man, I feel you. You don't have to be strong all the time. You deserve to relax, too. And your strength is admirable, but tell me who's going to save you. Who's going to protect you? You deserve brotherhood and homies who really get you in places where you don't have to bring your ego. I correct you not to attack you, but because I love you. I love you so much that I created one of you. And I'm going to tell him what I tell you so he never forgets what he deserves too. Trying to figure out life or what's your next step. Don't forget to just breathe because you deserve to smile too. You deserve places where you feel loved and safe places that you could come to. Right now, with the media and what's going on, I feel like my spirit is telling me that black men are intentionally being undermined, undervalued, and left out. The men are more interested in empowering the women than their own brothers. So the first thing I want you to do is men need community. Men need a safe space. Men need a place where they can share their struggles and not be looked at as weak. Right? Yes. Men need community. Men need a hub. Start with the man. Because there are so many men who needed men who didn't have men. They didn't have fathers. They didn't have those things. And they need empowerment. If you like this clip, do yourself a favor. I know for a lot of men, that's, that's difficult for them to admit is that we want to be desired just as well as, as women. You know, we want to be looked at. And when my wife recognized, and that don't necessarily mean in a, in a, um, 
sexual way, right? Um, just have the desire to want to be around me for me. You get what I mean? Yeah. Um, in my world and be engaged in what I got going on, no matter no matter how uh, big or small or insignificant it might be. And then, too, on that other aspect, too. Uh, hey, I like knowing that my wife want to get it in, too. <laughs> That's right. So, <laughs> and do. There you okay. go. Okay. <laughs> yeah, those are just... I had three clips and I just let the clips play. Those are three clips. And uh, that was just, you know what I'm saying, some encouragement for other black men out there or whatever. Because it's, it's good to hear those things. I mean, um, like I said, uh, particularly in one of them clips, you know, um, just piggybacking off of what I was talking about with the male, the men friendships and stuff like that. Yeah, a lot of times a lot of ego is is involved in these these uh men friendships and stuff like that. And it may seem like that a lot of times we getting along or whatever, but we not really having real conversations in these spaces or whatever. We it's a lot of times this is from my my point of view. A lot of times we use our 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 male friendships as our it's almost like a a drug it's almost like a vice we use these these spaces of our our male our male friendships as um spaces that we can let go which is fine you know what i'm saying that we can get away from the real world so to speak but we aren't having real conversations in those spaces. So it's almost like when we're just sitting alone and we're having a drink or if you smoking some weed or whatever vice you have, we just using that as a point in time to get away from the stress, the struggles, the stigmas, the... We just trying to get away, but it's not really anything productive going on in those spaces. So it's sort of like we're using these these male friendships, these male spaces as drugs. They're drugs, you know what I'm saying? We get our taste for it. We get our 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 um, you know what I'm saying? Our our energy going, that dopamine going, all that going. And then we got to go back to the real world. But there's nothing really productive coming out of those moments that we're in those spaces. Because a lot of times we don't want to be seen as being weak. A lot of times we don't know how to express ourselves. We are afraid of what other people the other our other friends or the other men in the group are going to think of us we don't want to be judged we don't want to be looked at less than we don't want to give up any strength or power that we think that we have in those spaces 
so a lot of times when we in these spaces with our male friends, with our male family members and stuff, they're just like any other vice that that's out here. We get drunk for a minute to get away, you know what I'm saying, loosen up, to not think about anything, smoke some weed, you know what I'm saying, get high real quick, you know what I'm saying, feel feel a little better, we ain't got to really worry about nothing. But nothing is really coming from it. What are we what are we doing in these spaces when we're together with our quote unquote brothers? You know what I'm saying? When it comes to black men, we use that term a lot. Oh, this my bro, this my bro, or whatever. But we not talking about what's really going on in our lives or you know what I'm saying? Cause each and every man in these spaces have gone through something that somebody else is actually probably going through in that moment. But we not talking about it. Health issues, mental issues, emotional issues, family issues, work issues, whatever. And we aren't talking about it. We just using these particular moments and these spaces as a getaway. It's no different from getting drunk, getting high, going on a quick vacation. But then we still got to come back to the real world. And what have we accomplished then? Nothing. We got to come right back. We had that that quick feel-good moment, but then we got to come back to all the stuff that we was dealing with before we stepped into those spaces. We not talking. We not being real with each other because we always trying to keep a quote-unquote a status quo based off of our ego, what society says, or whatever insecurity we have in that moment. Society's always telling women, know your worth, know your worth, know your worth. But we act like men aren't supposed to know their worth. And people take issue when a man knows his worth. Men should know their worth just as much as a woman. You have to understand you have value here. You are just as important to this relationship as she is. So just as you need to give to her, she needs to give to you. It's a two-way street. And, and, and I think more importantly, you have to get to a point where you are not afraid if she walks away from you. Yeah, the reality is that men, especially good men, get caught up in the fear of losing her. That they do everything in their power to keep her, not realizing that now... Rather than losing her, you're losing yourself. And this is no different than what I was talking about with being in your male groups. We're so afraid of what we don't. We're so afraid of an outcome we don't. We aren't even sure of. We don't even know. You know what I'm saying? We we are creating an outcome that hasn't even even happen we don't know what's going to happen or whatever and we do that on both ends our platonic relationships as well as our romantic relationships we're so afraid of maybe losing a woman by actually stepping up and living within our worth or you know what i'm saying just believing in ourselves or speaking up for ourselves and stuff like that we do the same thing in our platonic relationship. We m- black men are walking around every day, all day, living inside of their head and not speaking up, not believing in themselves, not believing in their worth. 
because you're not going to sit here and tell me that you're confident in yourself and you can't even speak up for yourself. I've been there. I've been there. We're so afraid on one end of telling our boys what we're going through because we don't want to look weak or, you know what I'm saying, or we we don't want to be judged or we don't want to look be looked at less than a man. And then we got to go home with our significant other and we doing the same thing. So when are we actually releasing? When are we actually releasing anything or being real with ourselves or with anyone? Never. <laughs> because we are always afraid of how we're going to look. In our spaces and outside of our spaces. We go to our jobs. We got to deal with with bullshit. We go home. We got to deal with bullshit. We go to our supposed fun times. We got to deal with bullshit. But that bullshit, we're placing that bullshit on ourselves because we are afraid to speak up. We're afraid to speak up. And a lot of times we don't know how to speak up. <laughs> we don't know how to, to express ourselves. We don't know what we feeling outside of anger or something like that. We don't know. I'm saying I talk about all the time how it really therapy really opened up for me when I started going to a black woman therapist and she gave me that list, a list of both sides. One side had the positive emotions and the other side had the the negative emotions. And I had to go through that, that list while I was in therapy, while I was sitting with my therapist, I had to go through that list and look at it. And she would ask me, how are you feeling right now? Look at the list. She would tell me, look at the list and tell me what you're feeling. And I would have to go through these words and really tell her which of these words, how I'm feeling right now. That actually allowed me to, to understand how I was feeling because I had to go through these words with me understanding the definition of these words, what they are, not just anger, whether it was frustration, embarrassment, stuff like that, um, abandoned, rejected. You know what I'm saying? I had to call those words out. This is how I'm feeling right now. I'm feeling rejected right now. I'm feeling rejected in this situation. Or I felt embarrassed in this situation. Or I'm, this situation made me feel happy. This situation made me feel ecstatic. You know what I'm saying? So... It's a lot of black men out here that is just living inside of themselves and holding so much in and they don't have nowhere to express themselves. You know, I mean, don't know how to. And these spaces aren't open for us. At least we don't think they are because. You have social media, all the stuff going on on social media, the memes and the stuff. And we trying to live up to this certain standard, all this dating stuff and society stuff. And it's just it's just a lot. But I'm coming up on the two hour mark. So I'm going to end it right here. I still have stuff left. So I'll um, save that for next episode. Next week, I will be back next week. 
But yeah, um, you know, I end off every podcast with a song. So since it was Pac's birthday um, on June 16th, as well as my mother's birthday, shout out to my mother. Um, I'm in the uh, podcast off with a, um, a song and I will be back next week. Make sure you um, subscribe to my YouTube page, A Taste to Consider Network. Just type in A Taste to Consider. Everything will pop up, the page and everything. Make sure you subscribe. Shout out to all the new subscribers, all the new listeners, followers on social media and on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Amazon. Yeah. So let me pull up the song. And um, yeah, I appreciate y'all. I appreciate y'all listening. I appreciate y'all watching. Make sure you follow the socials because like I said, I got something new coming up and you know what I'm saying? I'm excited about this. Um, yeah, it's a taste to consider podcast. I'm your host, Derek Silver, and we out. To the dark side, somewhere inside my childhood, witnessed my heart die. And even though we both came from the same places, the money and the fame made us all change places. How could it be through the misery that came to pass? The hard times make a true friend afraid to ask. A currency, but you can run to me when you need, and I never leave honestly. Someone to believe in, as you can see, it's a small thing to a truth. What could I do? Real homies help you get through. And come anew, he'd do the same thing if he could. Cause in the hood, true homies make you feel good. And half the times we be acting up, call the cops. Bringing a cease to the peace that was on my block. It never stops when my mama asked me, will it change? I tell her, yeah, but it's clear I'll always be the same until the end of time. Stick and sit a podcast. Say, stick and sit a podcast. Yes, indeed. Let's go. Life
as an outlaw all along Remain strong in this planet full of player haters They conversate with death row full of demonstrators And in the end drinking eastin' it Made all my enemies envy me So cold when I flow even in the millies of lead Fall to their knees, they bleed for their right to bleed While begging me to keep the peace What I can see closer to achieve In times of danger don't freeze, time to be a G Follow my lead, I supply everything you need And out to game and the training to make a G Remember me as an outcast outlaw Another album out, that's what I'm about more Getting raw to the day I see my casket Buried as a G while the whole world remembers me Until the end of time So you stick and sit a podcast Taste to consider podcast, yes indeed.